Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. On June 4th, 2019, at approximately 5.22 p.m., the Cleveland Metro Parks Police received a report of two deceased individuals in the Rocky River Reservation. Responding officers located Carnell Sledge, a 40-year-old male, and Catherine Brown, a 33-year-old female, north of the Lorraine Road Bridge, east of Valley Parkway. Cleveland Metro Parks Detective Bureau is leading the homicide investigation and has received support from the Bureau of Criminal Investigations as well as the Cuyahoga County Medical Examiner's Office. Currently, we believe this to be an isolated incident and overall, the safety of the parks is not in question. Our thoughts are with the victims' families and we will work as hard as possible to conduct a thorough investigation to bring justice for the families of Katherine Brown and Carnell Sledge. Anyone with information is urged to call Crime Stoppers of Cuyahoga County at 216-252-7463. Again, that number is 216-252-7463. A cash reward may be available and the callers may remain anonymous. I would now like to introduce Dr. Tom Gilson, the medical examiner of Cuyahoga County. Thank you, Chief. Good morning, everyone. I wanted to release the causes of death for the two individuals that the Chief mentioned. Ms. Brown died of a gunshot wound to the head, and Mr. Sledge died of gunshot wounds to the head. Both of the manners of death were homicide, and as the chief said, and I can confirm, our preliminary investigation reveals nothing other than this looks like an isolated incident. Uh, and we would join uh, the Metro Parks Rangers in offering our condolences to the Brown and Sledge family. Oh, I'm sorry. And we will be releasing a paper notification of uh, the causes of death later this morning. Welcome to this week's episode of Who Killed Amy Mihaljevic. I am your host, Bill Huffman. And as you could probably tell from the opening of the show, we are going to focus on a recent case that occurred locally. I will be back with part two of Who Killed Allison Perot this Friday. But in the meantime, this case that I'm about to discuss hits really close to home. The area is only a few miles from my house, and at least once a week in high school, I would run by where this murder took place. The case I'm talking about is the unsolved murder of Carnell Sledge and Catherine Brown. 
A kayaker discovered their bodies on June 4th. Both victims died from gunshot wounds to the head. In the latest press conference, the police presented a timeline when they believed the killings took place. Metro Park's chief ranger, Catherine Dolan, said, Brown and Sledge arrived in separate cars. They parked just north of the Lorraine Bridge in the Metro Park's Rocky River Reservation just after 5 p.m. Asked if Brown and Sledge were targeted, FBI special agent in charge of the Cleveland office, Eric Smith, said they were exploring all avenues. The area where the killings took place sees heavy traffic. Smith said any detail from witnesses in the area during the late afternoon and early evening could be of major value. The FBI is offering a reward of up to $20,000 for information in this case. And now I'm going to play you the most recent press conference where they announced the reward and more details pertaining to the death of Carnell Sledge and Catherine Brown. It's important to remember that the Brown family and the Sledge family have lost important people in their lives. And if you know anything about this case, please help them out and make a call. Thank you again for listening. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for being here. This afternoon, we have Chief Catherine Dolan from the Cleveland Metro Parks and Special Agent in Charge Eric Smith of the FBI to discuss the June 4th double homicide that occurred in the Metro Parks and to make a plea to the public. Thank you. Good afternoon. We would like to take this opportunity to provide an update to the community on the homicides in the Rocky River Reservation on June 4th, 2019, and continue to ask for the public's assistance in this investigation. Catherine Brown, known as Kate, and Carnell Sledge were friends and had been friends for several years. It was common for them to socialize together. We know that the two victims arrived to the park on June 4th in separate vehicles at approximately 5.04 p.m. to the pull-off lot north of the Lorraine Road Bridge displayed here in the photos and aerial map. Kate and Carnell exited their vehicles and sat on the park bench along the river. Within minutes of their arrival, Carnell and Kate were both shot between 5.08 and 5.15 p.m. Two kayakers arrived at the pull-off lot north of the Lorraine Road Bridge within minutes at approximately 5.18 p.m. and observed the victims. The two witnesses immediately called 911 and our officers were dispatched to the scene. In the last two weeks, numerous investigative interviews have been conducted. However, we continue to seek the public's help in gathering information that could be pertinent to this investigation. We have continued to be in contact with the immediate family members of Catherine Brown and Carnell Sledge. As we conduct the investigation, we are using all available resources to bring justice of the victims of this tragedy. 
We continue to use all available resources in this investigation with the support from the Cleveland Division of the FBI and the Cuyahoga County Medical Examiner's Office. I'd now like to introduce Special Agent in Charge of the Cleveland Division of the FBI, Eric Smith. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Eric Smith. I am the Special Agent in Charge of the Cleveland Division of the FBI. I want to start by thanking the Cleveland Metro Parks and the Cleveland Metro Parks Police Department for their partnership and their professionalism in our collective pursuit of justice for Kate Brown and Carnell Sledge. As Chief Dolan has already laid out some of the publicly releasable facts in this unsolved case, I would like to ask the public for assistance. The area known as the pull-off lot north of the Lorraine Road Bridge in the Cleveland Metro Parks Rocky River Fairview Park Reservation is in a highly trafficked area, especially in the late afternoon and early evening weekday hours. There are numerous joggers, walkers, bicyclists, kayakers, and even vehicles cutting through the area to avoid interstate backups, and this is true for this area on any given day. Tuesday, June 4th, was a nice, warm, early evening, temperatures in the mid-70s, and accordingly, there were plenty of people and plenty of activity in the park. We're asking the public to take a look at the maps displayed here. If you were in the area on the evening of Tuesday, June 4th, between 4.30 and 5.30 p.m., please contact law enforcement immediately. You may have seen something that will give us the key to solve this investigation a critical piece of information that will lead us to who is responsible for this horrific double homicide. You may think that what you saw was nothing or was unrelated. We are asking you not to dismiss anything. Let law enforcement make that decision, and we need your assistance. Reward money has been offered by the FBI up to $20,000 and by Crime Stoppers up to $2,500 for tips that lead us to the identification and prosecution of the person or persons responsible. Tips can remain anonymous and can be provided to Cleveland Metro Parks, the Cleveland FBI, or Crime Stoppers. We want to hold the individuals accountable that have committed this horrific act, and we also want to provide answers to Kate and Carnell's family and friends. We're now happy to take a few questions. For you and the chief, uh, Metro Parks police initially indicated that people should not be concerned. If you have not identified a suspect, why should people not be concerned? Shouldn't people be concerned that, that there's someone out there that killed two people in Metro Parks in broad daylight? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Violent crime in the parks is extremely rare. And we have 90 officers sworn, part-time and full-time, that are patrolling the parks and will continue to do so. The last homicide that the parks had was two decades ago. But are you not concerned that this happened in, in broad daylight uh, with kayakers and bicyclists and people traveling through the metro parks? Concern is a, is a good word to use, but again, 
be vigilant. If you see something, say something, and our officers will continue to patrol the parks. Has anything in their computer or their phones revealed anything about anyone that they were having trouble with? I can't talk about anything in that regard due to the ongoing investigation. Are there any cameras that would be in the area of the Metro Parks or the entrance or the exit to you know, the city on either side? Again, I can't discuss what type of evidence we have at this point. We are receiving tips and we are looking into every lead that, that is called in. That's why we're here today, to encourage people to call. Even if it's something that they don't think is important or that we already know, still come forward and call if you know anything. It could be very helpful. No. In terms of their relationship, can you explain the relationship that they had and, and if they were going there to bike or to, to go on a walk? Or I'm not sure why they were there that day. I do know that they were friends and had been friends for several years, over 10 years. Um, but I'm not sure on that day why they were meeting there. Can you say what type of friends they were? Were they romantically involved? Not that we're aware of, no. How were you able to narrow down that timeline to decide at least by 15 minutes of when the shooting actually occurred? So again, that's going to come back to some of our investigative leads as, as to why we know that time. That's a great question. I would say that um, you know, it sort of goes back to partnerships. Uh, uh, it's not a, uh, it's probably an overused expression, but this is a police cooperation matter. This is a uh, violent crime in a public area. And uh, to your question earlier, sir, um, this could have happened at somebody's doorstep. It could have happened in somebody's vehicle. It could, ha could have happened in somebody's residence. Unfortunately, it happened on a beautiful sunny day in a public area and that's why we're involved we're happy to help uh, our law enforcement partners pursue justice in this matter and we're eager to provide any assistance whether investigative analytical or technical so we see the aerial map that shows the relationship between the park bench where this happened and the metro parks police station is there anything you can infer from that that, that this person was bold enough to do something like this uh, with a police station down the road and, and you know people visiting the park at that time of day I think that leads us to why we're here today um, you know we have uh, pursued multiple uh, lines of effort and multiple lines of investigative uh, of, uh, rigor on this case uh, but the one we've not yet pursued is that to reach out to the public and ask them for their assistance and I think anybody who would be brazen enough to do that on a day like that um, is somebody that we need to pursue uh, especially uh, 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 actively. It's safe to say who were targeted. That word hasn't necessarily been used, but it's been asked around. So were they targeted? Was it a random act? Do we know enough to say that? Right now, we're looking at all avenues. We haven't ruled anything out. So. Did you have any reason to believe that this was specifically targeted? Anything that makes you think, can you think more so that that's the case versus looking at other motives? No, we're looking at everything okay. right now. I think we could. I think we could also say that we have no reason to believe it was particularly random either. I'm sorry, Eric. Did you say that you don't think it's particularly random? Because that sets up a whole other. If it's random and you're walking your children in the park, that's different. If you have somebody in mind or you think that they may have been connected in some way. Correct. We have no reason to believe that it was random, and we have no reason to believe until we have the individuals in custody that we can identify for sure what the prior, uh, the actual motive was. 
So we will uh, just wait to see how the investigation pans out. But right now, um, you know, this appears to be, uh, again, somebody that did something in a very brazen way, uh, in a very um, specific way, in a very beautiful day on June 4th. And that's why we're asking the public for their assistance to come back and so we can identify any additional leads that may be out there so we can um, pursue all additional avenues of investigative approach. Do you suspect this is one person? Could it be more than one person? Was there only one weapon used based on Yeah. So again, we're not going to discuss if it was sus suspects or suspect at this point. That's still part of the investigation. Has any of the forensic evidence given you an idea of which one of the two was killed first? Again, we're not going to talk about evidence that was recovered from the scene at this point. I would say be vigilant, and if you see something, say something, and. The, the parks are a great place to go. It's summer. It's beautiful. It's. Do you know, have any concerns? I don't think so. No. Thank you, John. Uh, can I uh, one last question? Were any of the belongings taken? Were they also robbed in addition to shots? Again, that comes back to evidence, and I'm not going to discuss what evidence was recovered from the scene and what was taken. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. This case remaining unsolved has left a community extremely uneasy. So please don't hesitate to contact the authorities if you did see anything on June 4th. The FBI is offering a reward of $20,000 for any information that will lead to the arrest and conviction of the suspect or suspects in the death of Sludge and Brown. Anyone with information can call the Cleveland FBI at 216-522-1400. The Metro Parks Police have dedicated a tip line at 440-331-5219. And you can always call Crime Stoppers at 216-252-7463. And don't forget, tipsters can always remain anonymous. If you enjoy this independently produced podcast, you can help support the show and independent journalism by clicking on the donate button on the bottom left of whokilledamymahalovic.com. Any amount is appreciated, and it helps keep this show running. If you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, that will also help support the show and get this case the attention it needs. Thank you so much again for listening, and again, be safe.
So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins, convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife, and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. and I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts, people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6,000 cash, give us each 3,000, we give you this. Uh You go home, and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done, and that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me. Murder in House 2. A new podcast from Crowd Network. 